Section 2, Lesson 21. True leadership. I do and you follow in my footsteps. True leadership. I do and then you follow in my footsteps. Uh, please go to the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 25. Start there. Right to verse 28. It reads, But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Guys, there are many things we learn from Jesus, but one of the things we have got to learn from him is his style of leadership. Leaders have this tendency of expecting people to do what they can't themselves do. If you can't do it, don't expect another to do it. You Guys, you do not sit in that seat so that you can abuse you sit there so that you can show you'll be an example jesus said that the leaders of this world like to lord it over others and then he gave us the style of leadership that is very difficult to emulate he said that he came on earth to serve not to be served how did he do that as we have made it clear that jesus was all about god's business or his will there is nothing on earth as difficult as doing god's will the suffering guys the pain the torture the emotional abuse from hypocrites you can never be tortured by non-churchgoers i'm telling you you will never be to tortured by people who don't claim to be saved by people who don't claim to be believers why when you tell them you're a believer and you're not supposed to take this you're not supposed to do this they say okay fine it's your belief is fine but a, a, a church goer will say they are believers and don't do it in other words they are the ones who are abusing you emotionally they are turning against you yet claim to be believers as you it's so hard they know they don't know what to expect from christians i'm talking about those who don't go to church they simply listen to you telling them about salvation but you will always find opposition from people who go to church. Jesus was killed by people who, who were filling synagogues, by pastors of his time, leaders, hypocrites of his time. Jesus was dealing with hypocrites. You understand? These people will claim to be believers, yet act as unbelievers. So when you try to behave like a believer, they will look down on you. They will uh, make you feel bad. Then you'll get abuse, emotional abuse from them. These people don't want to do God's will. They just want to attend church services and pretend to be Christians. They want to be active in church. When you are doing God's will, they will fight against you because they never want to hear the truth. So when you are doing God's will, torture is inevitable. Jesus came to do daddy's will and he had to deal with Pharisees, hypocrites of his time, who did not want to hear any daddy's word, but were just interested in going to church and be seen as upright. Relaying daddy's word is very difficult. I'm telling you, on its own, his commands can cause people to throw stones at you. Jesus had to stand in front of hypocrites and speak his word like it, like it is. That guy was not loved at all in the synagogues, in churches. Hypocrites life compliments, even undeserved ones. 
Jesus had to speak God's word, which made them feel bad. Sometimes God's will will demand that, that you do things that hurt even yourself, even you yourself. Jesus had to be beaten up and to die for people. I mean, guys, do seriously think Jesus said, you know what? I want these people to kill me. I want them to beat me up. So let me just tell them something they will hate so that they will beat me up. I mean, like, seriously, no ways. This was the worst thing anyone can do willingly. That is will is the worst thing anyone can do voluntarily. It's because people are, are, are fearful. They are scared of the consequences of disobeying him. That is why they do God's will. Those who do it. I don't know if we still have them in this generation. But those who do it. It's because they are scared of disobeying his commands. Because they know the consequences of disobeying that man. So Jesus was like that as well. Mostly leaders will run away from death, but Jesus went to, to death. That guy went to death. He knew where that hypocrite Judas was going to find him, yet he went there and was captured by other hypocrites. You know, if you are a leader and you are captured and you are killed, you were running, you were actually hiding. Jesus didn't hide, didn't run. That's what makes him so... That guy is something else. That guy is something else. I don't even know the word to use. He could have run to Ethiopia because he knew Judas was coming with his cohort to capture him. Yet he went there and was captured by those hypocrites. The most difficult thing about doing God's will is that it must be something that you volunteer to do. It is not something that will happen to you accidentally. No, 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 no. You have to go to that pain, to that torture. You will have to volunteer to feel that pain, that suffering. Jesus just defied the odds. He did the unthinkable. This was him showing us that a leader must go to pain, no matter how difficult it is. He was actually setting the standard for us. Have you ever read the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10? Let me read for you. It says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and he who and he who does not carry he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me he who finds his life will lose it and he who loses his life for me will find it that's Matthew 10 verse 37 jesus tells us that jesus here is telling us the terms of saving him there are cons and terms he says, if you can't give up your life, your future plans, your career, your goals, your dreams, your family, your parents, your children, your siblings, and if you can't take your cross and follow him, meaning to uh, do his will, you are not worthy of him, meaning he's not listening to you and you can't be his worshiper. You can't be his follower. He's not worth listening to you. You're not worthy of him. He's not worth listening to you. Why? That's why he always says, if you don't do his will. The Holy Spirit cannot pray on your behalf. He cannot intercede for you because the Holy Spirit intercedes for saints according to God's will. So obviously, if you're not doing his will, I mean, he's not worth listening to you. I mean, you're not worth him listening to you. You understand? He was making things very clear here. Believe me when I tell you this. Churchgoers hate such words from Jesus. They, 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 they don't want to hear about this. You will never hear such in churches. But Jesus said it. Whether you, you refrain from reading it, Jesus said it. Even if you don't read it, Jesus said it. That's a sad thing about hiding what Jesus has said. It's already there. 
no one can uh, wipe it out. Unfortunately, you know, guys, if it were according to people who go to church, the Bible would be changed by now. Unfortunately, Jesus still has control in his kingdom because he knows that he still has his elect few, very few here on earth. So he needs them to get his undiluted word. Otherwise, people who go to church would have changed the word long time ago and, 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 and wrote about blessings and money. I'm telling you, go to church, you will hear Hey guys, hey guys, it's so sad. We have no place to worship because everyone is changing Jesus' word. It's so sad. He was separating believers from hypocrites because they are usually together and look alike. In short, Jesus was setting the standard for his own. He knew that what he went through in the hands of hypocrites, his own will too. You understand? He was showing them God's style of leadership and, and, and would want them to emulate him. He says that he sympathizes with our weaknesses, that he was tempted in every way, but he never gave in. So he very much does sympathize with those who are doing his will. He went through it first. So he will have an understanding when you cry, when you cry to him, you know, understand? He will sympathize with you. If you look at Eddie's own, after he went to heaven, they were treated exactly the same way, but they did not give in to the ways of the world. If you read the Acts of the Apostles, Paul says that everywhere he went, the Holy Spirit kept showing him persecutions and troubles. Others tried to persuade him not to go to those places. You know, there was a time Paul was uh, telling uh, his fellow men that he, he, he has to go to Jerusalem, but the Holy Spirit showed him that he will be killed and beaten you know and persecuted they in jerusalem so his fellow men because they loved him they said no they cried paul please don't go and he says i am not only willing to suffer for jesus but i'm willing to die for him well guys where will you find oh god where is paul i wish paul was was in this generation i want to hear someone telling me the truth no matter how difficult it is no matter how painful it is tell me the truth just tell it like it is. Tell me God's word. I want to live. I don't want to die. Don't tell me about money. Don't tell me about uh, coveting the things of the world and you call them blessings. Tell me the truth. Don't give me chocolate when I don't want it. Tell me the truth. Where is Paul? He says, no, I'm not only willing to suffer for the gospel, but I'm willing to die for it. He knew he was going to be persecuted in Jerusalem, yet the guy went there. Will you? Oh, please, please. Will anyone do that in this generation? Please, please. In this generation, we talk all the talk, but we don't, we don't want to walk the walk. Where is Paul? I wish Paul was in this generation. You know, I want to hear someone telling me the truth. I want to hear someone rebuking me. I want to hear someone giving it to me like it is. Ha, ah, ha, ah, that man, that guy. Paul volunteered. He said, I'm going to Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit told me. Jesus said the same thing. He said, Judas is coming to kill me with his cohort. But he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Instead of going to Ethiopia, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Paul, instead of coming to South Africa, he went there to Jerusalem. And he was persecuted. Ah, oh, my word. Guys, you don't know. He was beaten. You don't know. I don't know where I can find the Paul 
Nowadays, there are no poles. I, 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 I can't see any. When I open the radio, money, coveting messages. You need to covet. Jesus says you should covet. The things of the world. He's blessing you. Giving you riches. We are told about coveting. We are told to sin. That's what we are told. Sin, sin. It's coveting. It's blessings. We are told to covet. We are told it's blessings. Coveting the things of the world. Where's Paul? These guys, they volunteered to be beaten to death. They volunteered. They knew people would hate their message. But they had to be like Jesus. They had to die for him. Mm. Guys, I envy those guys. You know, I look at Paul and I envy that guy. Say, oh my word, I wish I was like that. Actually, I want to be like that man. Hey, but you know, <laughs> I want someone who will help me <laughs> be like Paul. I'm telling you, that guy. This is what Jesus was talking about. If you are really saved, you will volunteer to go through hell to make sure that Jesus' will come to pass. You know, there was a time, I don't know whether it's Galatians 2. I can't remember the chapter in Galatians. Peter was starting to be a hypocrite. You know, Peter, Peter was, was godly. Peter was an elite. But the guy, uh, sort of like, he was a little bit weak. So uh, he started being weak and saying something wrong. Ah, oh, Paul just rebuked him. You know, the, the physical children of Israel were saying that people who get saved must also uh, do the things that the physical children, uh, children of Israel did, like circumcision. He said that those who get saved, even Gentiles, when they get saved, they must be, uh, they must be circumcised. Peter, he, he agreed with them because he was scared of them. Ah, Paul just turned and rebuked him in front of them. He said, no ways. Circumcision is of the heart, is of the spirit. It's not physical thing. He rebuked them in front of them. Hey, my word. And I said, this guy, where will I get such a guy? A guy who will tell it like it is. Read it straight from the Bible and tell it like it is. Don't change it. Hmm. Hey guys, so a leader does first to show us how it feels and also to show us if it's bearable. If you've never done it, don't expect me to do it. If you've never done it, don't lead. You know, I know Jesus went through the same pain. I know Paul, my, my number two leader. My number two, you know Jesus is my number one leader. Paul is my number two leader. I'm telling you, that guy is my leader. I love that man. So he, he did it. I know, I know the pain. And I know they felt it as well. It's not easy. So guys, we need to emulate Jesus. He was an example for us. Thank you.